Those of you familiar with the show are going to know that I am very excited to be talking to Coach Reese Washington about Rutgers basketball, all things Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi there, everyone, and welcome to another week of Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, thanking you for making us your first listen Every day, six days a week, we do this every single week. And you guys have responded over 100,000 listeners in April. And then we beat that number in May. I'm so delighted to be part of this. Of course, I am just a part of it. The incredible group over at The Next does this with me every single day. 100 reported pieces or more each month. TheNextHoops.com, $9 a month, $72 a year. You are supporting the work being done reporting about past, present, and future of women's basketball. And there's been some very interesting things happening in the recent past when it comes to Rutgers. Of course, you know, a storied program, a fascinating present, and a really exciting future. And Coquise Washington, who is entering her second year as head coach at Rutgers, joins me to talk all about it. I will ask you this, because we spoke about a year ago about things. And it was an uphill climb. We're going to talk about some of that uphill climb and what you did there. Has this year gone the way you would have expected? You know, to answer that question, um, I I have to say um, it's not a yes or no question because I didn't really come in with any expectation. I came into this season um, year one and of course the timing of my hire made uh, something, you know, like um, the things that we could, what we could do, um, push, push that timeline back. So I didn't have any expectation, um, but I just wanted to experience the year. And I just wanted to discover what this community was like. I wanted to discover what our team was like. I wanted to discover what our program was like. So I didn't have any expectations of we should do this or we should do that or players should be here or the program should be there. It was just, you know what? We're here. Let's go through the season and and see see what happens and see what this Rutgers, Scarlet Knight, Piscataway, New Brunswick community you know, what it's what it's really like when you when you peel back the curtain. And um, from that perspective, it was a phenomenal year because it's it's been so wonderful to really become entrenched in this community. And um, I just I just love being at Rutgers and I love being in New Jersey and being in this area of the country. Well, it, it has been an obvious great fit. And here in segment one, we're going to talk about some of the ways in which that became clear over year one. Segment two is going to be about the future because there are some fascinating additions, both freshmen and transfers coming in uh, to add to your numbers. But that I just I want to give our listeners a sense of this. Right. You come in at the end of a time where you're not really able to recruit at the time of year that you come in. And Rutgers had eight 
players. And so you guys played with eight players all year. And I, I, I was talking uh, to the SID extraordinaire, Aaron Neri, about this all yeah. before we got on here. But listen, for, to my listeners, forgive me, but a point of personal privilege. I know they don't necessarily give out Coach of the Year awards to <laughs> 20 teams. I get that. But for you guys to go out there and win 12 games, to win six games in the Big Ten, which was the hardest conference in all of college basketball last year, with eight players that you were making the best of a situation that you inherited, to me, I think it's hard to argue against that as one of the best coaching jobs, if not the best coaching job in the country. And so I want to just give me a sense of what you did to bring those players together, to have them motivated, to get everyone buying in, because that's what you ultimately needed. You needed yeah. contributions from all eight, and you got significant minutes from all eight of your players this year. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, the first thing is um, I was really blessed and fortunate to um, have on our staff and uh, two people who stayed um, with the program, our strength coach, Glenn Kane, and our athletic trainer, uh, Jess Kinder. And they were phenomenal in terms of keeping everybody healthy and keeping everybody available. And that's one of the first things we talked about with our coaching staff was that we got to make sure we're great at keeping our team healthy and keeping our players locked in and motivated because we we got nothing else. If they if they you know, if they, you know, um, lose it, you know, we, we've got nothing else. So I think they were phenomenal in the approach to prehab, the approach to recovery, the approach to um, keeping our bodies, uh, the players keeping their bodies ready for that grind. Because it's a grind when you have 12, 13 players. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you only have eight, it's it's a significant grind. And so, and also I have to add in there our, our uh, nutritionist, um, uh, Katie, uh, because the three of them were, were amazing. Um, so the first thing we did <laughs> um, when when we got the job, I think the first the first week, the first team meeting, we sat down and we said, "Listen, we're rolling with you guys. We aren't going out trying to find, you know, looking over every turning over every rock and looking under every leaf to find. It's the eight of you. We're rolling with you eight, and you're enough. That's it. So." Don't ask, don't, you don't have to be looking over your shit, wondering, this is it. You guys are it. You are the Calvary, right? Mm -hmm. You're the ones we're rolling with. And from, I, I really believe from that minute and that moment on, they were like, all right, you know, it's just us eight. So whatever we have to do, whatever the coaches ask, whatever, you know, the, our, our medical staff ask, you know, we're, we're just going to do it because we know, and they understood it's just the eight of us. So if if I roll my ankle or if I do anything, if you know, if we get hurt, we're down to seven. And we all know like seven, uh, that that's that's really tough. So yeah, they yeah. Really bought in from from day one. I mean, you gotta be holding your breath, right? When yeah. you're in every game, when there's anyone goes down, right? There's this yeah. immediate thought of like there's no margin for error. And you guys right. manage to run the gauntlet of doing that all year. I, I mean yeah. yeah, and I right. tell you, Howard, not only did we quote unquote survive, we didn't miss one, not one player missed one game yeah. because of injury. And not only that, 
we had one player miss one day of practice because mm -hmm. of the injury. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just that they showed up on game day. They made it through the entire practice season as well. Amazing. And that was the, to me with our medical staff, one of the most impressive things is that every day we had, we had the eight that we had. And then when Jill joined us um, at Christmas, then we had the nine and those nine were at practice every day, every day. I, I don't mean to overstate it, but you know, I've covered this game for a while. You've been in this game a minute too. Have you ever seen that? No, I've, I've it's, never yeah. seen a season where you only have eight players and, um, and they just make it through. And so again, I, I just tip my hat to our, you know, to our medical staff. They were they were phenomenal. And um, now the pressure's on them, right? They got to do that every year. Like, no, the, the pressure's on with the secret is out on how good they are. So <laughs> now now it's the standard. Well, listen, the secret is out to anyone who didn't know, if you weren't from the area, maybe you didn't. If you were around here, you did, about Kayleen Smichael, who's just been yeah. absolutely a one, somebody who's been able to be a leader. For you yeah. guys, averaging, yeah. um, you know, 20. I, again, I want to highlight in Big Ten play to be able to yeah. do this in Big Ten play 20 points per game in Big Ten play, two and a half steals per game in Big Ten play. You, you know, how impressed were you by her immediate transition to playing this game at the highest level? Oh, I it was it was wonderful to see um, her go from, you know, just walking in the door and being a freshman who, you know, don't even know where the buildings are, right, to um, get into conference play and have a level of confidence um, and a level of, um, you know, she had that that fight and that warrior spirit in her that night in and night out, she was going to, you know, she was going to go, you know, she was going to go off. Now, that she grew into that role. The beginning of the season, you know, she wasn't a starter and she wasn't as confident, you know, and that, I think that's a testament, um, you know, to how hard the Big Ten is and how how big the jump is from high school to Division One basketball and especially the Big Ten basketball. And so um, her confidence grew over the course of the non-conference season um, and her position coach, Tasha Pointer did a great job of, and, you know, Tasha, you know, she's such a phenomenal player, but she did a great job of um, helping get Kayleen's mindset, mm -hmm. you know, and, and increasing her confidence and like, no, yeah, you can be one of the best players in this conference and here's what it's going to take. And here's what your approach should be. And here's how you got to work and here's what you got to see. And um, you know, the, I, th I think one of the cool things with Kayleen is the better the competition the better she played, you know? So she puts up, uh, I don't know, 28, 29 against Maryland. She puts up 28 or 29 against Ohio State. She, you know, she puts up, you know, 25 against Iowa and Indiana. Like the, the better the competition was, the better she played. And um, that's that's incredible for a freshman to do. The, the better the competition, not just in terms of the points per game either, her efficiency got better too, which is mm -hmm. just that, that really sticks out you know to see that out of a freshman yeah. uh, i'm eager obviously in segment two to talk about how her development fits yeah. in what's coming so we're going to get to that in just a minute okay. uh, first i am going to let the good people at home know about game time and uh, i'm going to be using game time coming up this weekend i'm uh 
going to be interacting with uh, some friends down in Philly. We were talking, saying, you know, gee, can we get together for a Phillies game? Can we get kids together? Well, sure we can, and we're going to use the Game Time app to do it. We don't have to worry about having the tickets ahead of time. We're still figuring out which of his kids he can get uh, to join us at the game. Well, last minute, you just go to the Game Time app, and you're not only able to grab the tickets, you're able to see exactly where we're sitting. My, my friend happens to be a Citizens Bank Park uh, snob when it comes to tickets. And so he feels very strongly about it. So, all right, we'll go through, we'll get approval, and we'll make sure that they're exactly where he wants to sit. We're going to download the game time. Oh, he's going to. I already have it. The game time app. You create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So, all right, it's an amazing year one, right? But now you have a couple of things, right? You have her development from year one to year two at this high level, and the cavalry's coming. And we're going to yeah. get to some of the players who are going to uh, come along with that. But just first, Kayleen, right? 36% from three as a freshman, which again speaks to me to both her shot selection and her ability to hit those shots mm -hmm. when she's getting it. Where does that need to take another step forward? And what's a reasonable benchmark when you're starting at that level already? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, certainly we want that percentage to be higher. You know, we wanted to, wanted, wanted to get into the, you know, the really high 30s, um, low 40s, if, if possible. That's a, that's a reasonable jump. Um, but then it's also... Um, you know, shoring up some of her, her some of her mechanics mm -hmm. on her shot. Um, you know, her shot selection is is already pretty good. Um, so it's it's just about shoring up some of her mechanics um, and making sure that she knows how to put herself in the position to get those shots. Um, you know, we want to we we got a number of things that Kayleen can get better at. We'd like her to get a little bit better at her ball handling and. Um, and her passing, which, you know, the entire team needs to get better at their, their ball handling and passing. Um, but in particular for Kayleen to make that that jump, um, you know, she's got to smooth out, you know, um, some 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 edges. Um, but another person I want to talk about who had a really good year was China Cornwell. Yeah. And that was a, a really um, fascinating discovery for us because we really had again, we had no expectations. We didn't know um, what she would would be capable of doing and to watch her blossom into a really solid big 10 uh, post player. Um, and arguably one of the best, if not the best offensive rebounders in the conference. Um, you know, her numbers were, were just amazing. And so when you have those two kids coming back um, along with Awa, who played most of the year, a point guard for us when everybody knows she is not a point guard. Right. Um, but to get that experience, um, it, it's it's just huge for us. So I think we have, you know, three really strong players who had a lot of uh, success and got a lot of experience playing this year. And then we talk about the, the pieces we add to the program. Um, you know, we feel pretty good about uh, being able to make a make another uh, take another step forward for the program this year. And it makes sense, right? That's the other part of it to me is you saw some clear areas of strength and then the most obvious areas that needed improvement are ones that you went out to address, obviously, with the players who were coming in. And so let's take them each in turn because they're both okay. really interesting to me, right? Yeah. 
And so, you know, Allah obviously was being asked to play point guard. Um, you guys, you know, essentially had to play without a true point guard this year. Yeah. So you yeah. see, listen, that was the turnover numbers, right? You were 337th in the country. You know, I think your top three minute getters oh, were all. What was, the, what was the number? I never looked it up because I didn't oh. want to know during the season. So what was it? 337 out of 361. Ah. Um, you know, well, see, that's better than I thought because I was absolutely certain that we led the nation. So <laughs> it was, you know, that was the challenge, right? You know, yeah. obviously. And then again, it, it just goes back to, you know, the part where I, you know, where you look at the 12 wins, you look at the six conference wins, you're doing it despite that. You're doing that despite, you know, efficiency not being where I know you want it to get right. to. And so those two go to my mind hand in hand because you look at China and what she was able to do 3.3 offensive rebounds per game. It was three in conference play again, against those bids against bids who we're seeing in the WNBA now, you know? And so you guys finished fourth in the big 10 in offensive rebounding percentage out of 14, fourth out of 14. When I look back when I'm just like, is there one number that encapsulates for me how you guys um, let's say outperformed what was reasonable to expect. That's the one that comes down for me. How, how do you do that? How, what, what is everybody you talk to talk about rebounding is effort and that's all well and good, but surrounded by big bodies, effort alone doesn't get it done. How did you guys get there? What was the point of emphasis there among the coaching staff? Well, well, part of it was, you know, our shooting percentage wasn't that great. So we were like, listen, we know we're going to, we know we're going to miss some shots. Right. It's okay to miss. Let's just go grab them. <laughs> Let's just go mm-hmm. grab the offensive rebound and, and get, get them back in. Um, yeah. But again, uh, Coach John and, and Coach Nikki, um, you know, they really focus on the defense for us. And um, we, you know, we do rebounding drills every day, both offensive and defensive rebounding bounding drills. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just talked about um, it doesn't, it, it's not, it's not how you score all the time. Like you, you know, it doesn't have to look glamorous and all that. Um but if you can get offensive rebounds and and we can get in get in the paint and get second opportunities that way, that's that's huge. And I think our length and having um, guards who crash the offensive glass, because in addition to um, China crashing the offensive glass, Kayleen was pretty good there. Iowa was pretty good there. Um, Antonia off the bench was pretty good there. So I think we just had some some people who naturally gravitate. Mm-hmm. Um, that area. And then we just really encouraged it through the, the things that we did in practice. It's really interesting to see. And again, you, you know, this, this all-star coaching staff that you've put together uh, is really significant, but it also means that as you add talent to be able to incorporate yeah. people, you know, there's so much experience there. There's so much of an understanding of what you guys can be. And so when we talk about what you can be, Maya Pettyford comes in as a transfer from Texas A&M, somebody who can, you know, hold that point guard job down, it seems like, um, you know, and fill that role. When you were thinking through how to add to this roster, was that sort of number one on your list for you? Oh, absolutely. That first? Absolutely. We knew we needed to get uh, to increase our guard play in terms of, you know, uh, ball handling, uh creating and creating for others. So passing, um, being able to take care of the ball um, and, and, and do it because it's, it's natural to you. Right. 
um, and you've done it for your your basketball career. So, you know, my pedicor, one of the things for us in, in bringing transfers in is they have to be able to um, fit our culture. Mm-hmm. Right. The culture that we're building. And Nikki knew Maya. She recruited Maya when uh, she was at Mississippi State. So there was a comfort level for us as a coaching staff because Nikki kind of knew her and knew her family um, and knew they were good people. And then you watch her play and you see, you know, the, the talent there and you see the the ability that she has there. And so um, we think she's going to be a great fit. Um, she plays fast. Um, she's got a little shimmy to her game. She's got a little creativity. Um, and so that will work. It's interesting, too, and you talked about playing fast. We talked about this, and you said, I want to play fast. You were top 100 in Mm -hmm. the country in pace. Again, doing that with the roster that you had is an incredible accomplishment. But I guess I wonder, when you're recruiting, you know, in specific, right, a Mm -hmm. transfer who's a point guard, does the fact that Tosh is on staff play a role in people wanting to be a part of this as well and just knowing that, you know, you're being mentored by – I mean, if not the greatest point guard in Rutgers history, I, yeah. I don't know who is. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. People, um, recruits, you know, when they get a chance to sit and talk to Nikki and Tasha and John, but, you know, position by position, but the point guards, when, when they get a chance to sit down and, and hear how Tasha was as a player, mm-hmm. um, you know, they are, they're, they're blown away. And then Tasha's so down to earth, you know, she, she just relates to, to the, to the guard so well. So it certainly has been a benefit to have her on staff and, you know, have her be able to talk about what it means to be a point guard at Rutgers mm-hmm. and how, uh, when you're, when you're in that, when you're in that chair, when you're in that seat, um, how, how powerful you can, can be. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Prize Pitch. They've got a crazy $1 million daily Superflex promotion. Every day of the NBA playoffs right through the finals going on right now, one Prize Pitch user will win a chance of becoming a millionaire. Whoever placed an entry that was selected by 8 a.m. Eastern Time, randomly selected that day, you'll be given a six-pack flex, a six-pick flex, excuse me, with the following payouts. All six direct, $1 million. A lot of money. Five correct picks, $80,000. Four correct picks, $16,000. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. And of course, all of you can use the locked on code for a prize match up to $100. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize pitch will give you $50. Just use the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. And then obviously, you know, you did not stop there when it came to solidifying the point guard spot, you know, bringing in Lisa Thompson. Mm-hmm. Interesting to me, two things, right? Number one, you bring in a point guard who obviously, you know, she's a top 100 recruit mm-hmm. in, in and of itself, but also you're able to not just put everything on her, asking her to just exclusively run the show on day one. Is that kind of part of your thinking strategically about the way these two players line up? Actually, um, Lisa's more of a combo than a true point guard. 
Um, she is, you know, an incredible athlete. Now she told me she can touch the rim. So we'll see. Um, but she's an incredible athlete. So she can play both um, with the ball in her hands as a point, or she can play off the ball. Mm -hmm. um, and I've historically, you know, we've had teams, uh, I've coached teams in the past where we've got two point guards on the floor, which allows us to play even faster. Right. And it allows us to move people around. So um, you can't really key on one primary ball handler and try to press them or trap them and take them out the game when you've got, you know, two ball handlers on the floor. And because Lisa is really good and really comfortable playing off the ball, um, it gives her a chance to be, you know, on the floor and get a feel for things. And then when she's got to go to the point, you know, it's a little less uh, pressure um, because she's been out on the floor and um, she doesn't have to remember all the calls and, you know, but, you know, make that making that transition from high school to college as a point guard is is not easy. It's really, really tough um, to learn the lingo. And, you know, you got to boss all these older players around and, you know, and you don't know what you're doing. And the game is faster and the coach is yelling at you. And um, so it's really hard. So if you can make that transition, um being on the floor and getting a feel for it without having to do all of the work all the time, that that can make your transition easier. So that's why we're so we were so excited that um, we got a chance to get a player of Lisa's caliber um, late in in the late in the process in the spring, um, and she's a true freshman, so we get her for four years. You right. know, and that's one of the things that you know we talked about is we want players to get old in our system. Mm -hmm. We don't want to just you know, grab all these senior, you know, and grad transfers. We want players that get old in our system. So now you're, you know, and that's, so when you talk about the future, one of the things for us is next year, this coming year, I should say, um, we got more than half the team that knows what we're doing. Right. They know how we want to play. They know the lingo. They know the language. They know the personalities. They know when I'm upset and they know when I'm cool and they know when I'm, you know, all of that stuff was so new last year that I think it took the team. We were probably halfway through conference play before I think they really just kind of settled down and went like, OK, this is how coach is like, mm -hmm. you know, you're waiting. You get the new coach and you're waiting for, OK, this is how she really is, you know, or this is how coach really is. And I think it took them about halfway through the season before they really, you know, kind of breathed and it's like, okay, we get it. We get, we get how our coaches are. Mm -hmm. um, and now you get a new season and you only got four players as opposed to the whole team that have to make that adjustment or three really, because Jill's here half a year. So, yeah. Um, I think those those transitions are are going to be um, are going to work very well for us. It's real. It's really interesting. It makes a ton of sense too, um, because continuity is you know such a significant part. I it, I don't think it was any accident that Iowa ended up in the national mm -hmm. title game with players who knew each other. Uh, it, frankly, with some because of COVID years, half a decade. Right. Do that. Right. So it's huge. But I, I do, you, you know, it is also a signifier, and just for the listeners at home, for you to reach into Illinois, into Big Ten country, mm -hmm. and you have an Illinois player, a top 100 Illinois player coming to Jersey. You know, mm -hmm. that is significant. It's mm -hmm. something where I saw it and, and it popped for me. And another is when you bring Destiny Adams, when you bring a Jersey yeah. kid coming and playing at Rutgers and how important that is. I know you've talked about that from day one. 
about making sure that this is a destination for Jersey players. Yeah. How big do you think that is, not just for Destiny herself, but also as you are having these conversations with 24s and 25s, you know, here in the Garden State uh, to talk about this is the pipeline. This is how you do it. Yeah. Well, Destiny, you know, when when we signed, when the word went out that we signed Destiny, my phone blew up mm-hmm. from New Jersey people, you know, just, oh, my God, great get. So glad you brought, you know, brought Destiny back home. And so I really felt how the community uh, loves and, and supports, you know, our, our homegrown talent. So, you know, that was that was huge for us. And I think it was huge for destiny to be able to, you know, come back home and, and, you know, she's got a, she's got a big family and they're all really close. So when she came on her visit, I mean, you know, her sisters are driving in, her brother's driving, like, you know, there, it it was amazing to see the closeness of their family. And that is one of those things that trans, trans uh, sends the game and it speaks volumes to, to other players that, you know, you have to go 3000 miles away or 5000 miles or 500 miles or 250 miles away. You know, you can you can stay right here um, and get everything you want from a, uh, your college experience, a great academic school, you know, big time basketball and your family gets to be a part of your experience. And that's what Destiny ultimately felt. And that's why she decided she'd come back home. It, it, it makes sense. It's huge. Like we said, you know, you were talking about. This was the first top 100 Jersey player to sign with Rutgers since 2015. And and that to me, you know, you just talk about the amount of talent that has been here Mm -hmm. since 2015. It's it's a program changer. It's absolutely a program changer. And 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 you you mentioned Herder, and and I don't want us uh, to jump off without talking about her getting that opportunity, you know, to be able to be in the program that extra semester, what can she be? I think there's, you know, maybe uh, a a bit of extra attention on her because she's from an NBA family with Kevin Herter playing, uh, you know, in the league as well. I just wonder, you know, what, what kind of player can we expect her to be this year for you? Do you think? Yeah, I think uh, her natural and and instinctive, I shouldn't say instinctive, her initial gift to the team will be her shooting ability. Like she can shoot the ball. Um, But she also is a very skilled passer. And, um, you know, she's she's a a skilled playmaker in terms of, I should say, a skilled ball handler. So she's got good ball handling. She's got, you know, very good passing instincts. Um, but she can shoot the lights out of that sucker. And so when you talk about a player like Kayleen and when you talk about a player like China Cornwell, having somebody who can um, spread the floor and and spread the defense out and open up some of those driving lanes, open up the paint for uh, for those guys and 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 for Maya and for uh, Lisa um, and Awa so they can get to the paint. That's that's one of the things that I'm excited about is to really have a dynamic three point shooter on the roster. Yeah, I mean, she she just and and length too to be six yeah. feet uh, while being able to do it, you know, means in most of those matchups defensively, she's able to get that shot. Uh, she uh, there are nightmares I think all over the state of New York from people <laughs> like her in high school. So it's 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 a wonderful thing to see. Well, last thing before I let you go about it is just year one here in Jersey, and you're talking yeah. about you know the adjustment, the experience, but just 
off the court? What have been some of the standout things that you are thinking of that you remember from this year one, from this you know joyful new experience you've had here? Well, I will say the first thing, hands down, no question, is just the welcome and the reception. Um, I've never seen a fan base more supportive of a of a 12 and 20 team than yeah. than this year um, and the excitement that they brought um, to us, you know, on game day and, and our and our fan base just it seemed like game by game, more mm-hmm. and more people came and more and more people came and supported the team because they loved the way that they played hard and they competed and you know, they just looked like they were having fun. That's what that's what people say. They looked like they were having fun. And I was like, I hope so. It's a game. You know, it's supposed to be fun. You know, we we want it to be fun. Um, so the reception from the community, from the Rutgers campus community, mm-hmm. um, the Rutgers other coaches, you know, it's it's ser- ser- such a uh, camaraderie and such a family amongst the coaches and how we've supported each other and how they've supported our our team. Um, but the, you know, the, the local New Brunswick Piscataway uh, community has been been so supportive. So um, that's just been that's just been really cool to feel. Right. Um, and, it, and it wasn't a we got to wait and see what you're going to do. We got to wait and see. You know, it was just you're here, you're ours and we got you. And I will forever um, appreciate and love this community for that reception. When when New Jersey gets this reputation as being tough, it is undoubtedly true. But New Jersey, we we all take care of each other too, uh-huh. and so I am not surprised to hear that at all. Uh, I, on behalf of the Garden State, thank you for all you are doing already. Looking forward to continuing to tell the Rutgers basketball story and your story as well in the many years to come. To our listeners at home, thank you for making us a part of your day every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow as we are six days a week. Until then, I am Howard Magdal wishing all of you a wonderful day. Welcome to Wallet. For the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.